Welcome to episode four of our summer special series of As You Go, a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus while balancing all of the things in their lives like work, family, friendships, mental and physical health, and so much more. I'm Kathy, hosting alongside Miranda Cokes. Hey, Miranda. Hello, everyone. (laughs) And in case you are just tuning in this summer, our church is doing a series on the Book of Romans called Masterclass, and it has been absolutely incredible so far. We're going verse by verse, chapter by chapter each week, and it's been really neat to hear from different pastors, our teaching Mm -hmm. pastors, and just hearing their the way that God is speaking to them through Romans and their kind of different take on the same passage passages, the same truths. And so I love that. And I love the opportunity to sit around in this circle on this podcast to talk about what God is teaching us as we are studying it too. And hopefully you're following along with us. In addition to the series, we also have our weekly scripture memorization challenge that has been so fun. And you've heard from Miranda and I and how we have been riding the struggle bus a little bit with our scripture memorization. (laughs) Um, But the Lord is working on us in that department. And so we have been challenged and we hope that you have been as well. Yes. So as Kathy mentioned, during this particular summer series of As You Go, we're talking with Rolling Hills staff, getting their insights. And today we get to talk with Chloe Haddad, who is our digital engagement director here at Rolling Hills. And we'll be kind of going over Romans 8 and 9. Chloe, we're so glad to have you. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Absolutely. We love Um, sitting with you anytime. Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, Chloe, can you just start by sharing a little bit about who you are and tell us about your Rolling Hills journey and maybe about your, tell us about your current role as the digital engagement director. Yes. So I have been at Rolling Hills for three years now. Um, And yes, my title is digital engagement director, which to some may may be like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't know what that means because it's a little (laughs) bit of everything, which is super fun. It involves digital content, um, like website, social media, all that good stuff, as well as connecting with our online campus, which is one of my very favorite parts of my job, um, getting to know the ladies um, and the men, all the families who are part of our online campus. So that's what I get to do at Rolling Hills. It's super fun. Um, myself, if, can I chime in? Yeah, just one one second Heck on that. Yeah. One of the things that I love about Chloe since I have worked with her is I will call it an entrepreneurial spirit oh, wow. because I feel like you can go to Chloe with a new idea or. Um, something even if it's a little bit crazy and she will say let's do it let's try it so example would be (laughs) our um, online bible study Mm -hmm. for women and it's a it it is really more than just a bible study it is a discipleship group it has become um, a small community of women that are encouraging each other in their faith and and so I'm just thankful that Chloe is a yes person she will always listen and see how we can make it work. And so I love that about you, Chloe. Thanks, Miranda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is such a joy getting to, I mean, to try new things Mm -hmm. and to have, you know, leadership and a team that just like, yeah, try it out, see what happens. If it doesn't work, okay, we tried. And if it does, awesome, see what God's going to do. So we've definitely seen that through our our online women's groups. Totally. I totally agree with that. Um, But yeah, and then on a on a personal front, I guess just a little bit about myself. Yeah. I've been married for about six months, Woo, going strong. Six months. Got married on New Year's <laughs> Eve to my sweet husband Jacob. He's the best. Um, I've been I've been living in Tennessee for about four years, so love it here. And then 
Uh, my, one of my favorite things about my life right now are my nieces and nephews. I've got mm. two of each, and it is just they the seem best. to just keep they coming. keep coming. Yep. They keep coming. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's so great. <laughs> and you have the unique, I think, circumstances. I guess if we want to give it a word of your siblings living here yeah. and so getting to be a part of the ant life totally um, yeah just on an ongoing basis yeah yeah and it's been so cool too because I've got two older brothers um, and their wives who all live in this area and my parents so like our family's always been close-knit but now being mm -hmm. adults and being actual like like my brothers are two of my best friends and their wives you know and so just mm -hmm. getting to hang out with them and do life with them is it's seriously such a gift, um, something that a lot of people don't have to. So it's something that's I'm really for sure. For, it's neat so. to watch your family yeah. and just the closeness and the interaction and the sweetness. You know, I know <laughs> right. no family is perfect, yeah. but um, there's a lot going on. There's around. a lot. <laughs> and just a side note um, for for some of our listeners, if you if you haven't listened to it yet, um, we previously the three of us, Kathy, Chloe, and I. Um, we're part of a men's, our men's podcast, Men's Leadership Network um, episode where it was what women want. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a Valentine's Day special. Yeah. So, Chloe, we got to hear some of your thoughts on marriage and relationship. It was really mm -hmm. good. So, oh, yeah. And we um, do hope we represented all of you well. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, Chloe, can you just tell us a little bit about your faith journey? Were there significant events or seasons that God really used to grow you to be more like him? Yes, um, absolutely. I mean, this is a hard question because there are so many different seasons I look mm -hmm. back on. Um, but I think there's a few that come to mind. And I am actually a pastor's kid. So growing up, um, we... PK. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, and it, it was so fun, you know, being in and out of church all the time, you know, having that foundation laid. My parents are truly like just such um, great pictures of, of godly parents and they just led my family so well. And, and so laying that foundation, um, you know, growing up was, was so great and instrumental in my walk with Jesus. Now, I think there were aspects to it that were tricky too, at times, you know, um, just questioning, you know, is my faith my own or is it my family's faith? Um, do I go to church just because I'm expected to? And I think that really mm -hmm. hit or came to a head in high school. You know, I went to a private school my whole life and then came to, I remember my junior year of high school specifically. And there was a moment where I was like, I don't even know if I believe some of these things that mm -hmm. I, I feel like I'm expected to believe or, and really just the things of the world. That's when you're really getting faced with having to make decisions on your own. So I, I remember that being a season in my life, um, just really struggling with that, those questions, you know, and the, where did I put my identity? That's been a theme definitely growing up. Um, but that summer, right before my senior year of high school, I went to Brazil on a two week long mission trip. And truly like that was when I experienced the grace, the love, the community of God surrounding me. Um, and it, it just changed my life. Like it, it really opened my eyes to sharing the gospel and the faith of the Brazilian people that I met there. Um, cause I went to Brazil and it was just, it was incredible. And so that's where God really, really grabbed my heart and, mm. and turned me towards him. Um, and then going into college, I went to school seven hours away from home. And so that was definitely a time where I mean, I got to pick 
my own church for the first time. I had to find my new community. Wow. Uh, I played volleyball in college. So I was surrounded by non-Christians and and really having to navigate that. Um, you know, again, what do I believe? Where where am I going to put my mm-hmm. identity? Um, but I think the biggest thing in my life was the season right out of college. Um, you know, I graduated in May of 2019. I actually got engaged on that same day Mm, um, and then moved here like the next day. And so I remember thinking, oh my gosh, there is so much going on, but also this is, this is awesome. Like all my dreams are coming true and, and moving to Nashville. And the only people I knew at the time were my parents. I was moving in with them for that season. And then my fiance and through that season, I felt like you know, it was just all my, you know, my dreams were ahead of me and it was going to be the best ever. And it ended up just being actually a season of God stripping one thing after another in my Mm -hmm. life. Um, I didn't have Christian community here. And so, and I had a solid Christian community at college. I, um, didn't have a job when I kind of thought that I would be finding the place that what, you know, I was, I was interviewing and I found all these awesome opportunities and was getting rejection after rejection. And, um, my engagement actually ended, um, Mm. as well. And just walking through all of that was, it was the hardest time in my life, but I look back and I say, I wouldn't change a thing because of how God matured me, growed me in my dependency on him Mm -hmm. and truly showed me what the purpose of the church is. You know, it's, it's people to surround you and love you and support you and point you back to Jesus time and time again, even when I was just not feeling like I wanted that at all. Right. So anyway, so those are, I think the few seasons in my life, I look back and be like, man, God really got my attention using this. It was mm-hmm. hard, but also like, I'm so grateful for it. So right. yeah. mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm one of those people that I always need the really tangible lessons. Like yeah. I feel like God always has to hit me over the head with a brick, so to speak. Like I don't learn <laughs> yeah. sub- in subtle ways. Right. I have to have the hard, tangible lessons. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the things that point to God's faithfulness mm-hmm. the most, you know, yes. you can see, you can look back and, and just see how he walked with you through that. Right. Um, so yeah, I agree. That's great. Mm. Well, I think it was hard, but also so beautiful to see you in different seasons and the way that even though you were in the midst of some of the hardest points in your life, continue to press in to the Lord um, and to watch you trust one step at a time, one step at a time. And it, it's just amazing to see where the Lord has you now, what he has done in your life and what he continues to do in the life, in your life, in the way that he's using you to minister to so many people. Um, it's just a gift to, mm-hmm. to watch you yes. um, and to serve in ministry with you. It really is. Thank you, Kathy. That's encouraging, of course. <laughs> one of the... Um, you know, so often in ministry, I hear the words come out of my mouth and I'm sure they come out of yours and yours, Miranda, you know, you got to be in the word, you got to be in the word. And and you're talking about coming out of this journey that was so difficult, but Mm -hmm. learning so much about who God was in the midst of the hard, right? Um, And so if we're sitting across from someone walking through something hard, our go-to is going to be that spiritual discipline of spending time with him, spending time in prayer, spending time in the word. And I think 
so many of us would say it's just so hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's just so hard, maybe because life is hard or maybe because our life feels too busy or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, there's just so many other things that we have to get done. How is that spiritual discipline of spending time with the Lord? How have you seen that? growing in your life and what are some pieces maybe that you've put in place to create that habit? Yeah, I think growing up in a, in a Christian home, um, I mean, I remember my parents instilled that in me from a young age, which again, I'm so grateful for, um, because I was able to know that this is an important part of my faith. It's something Mm -hmm. not only you should do, but it's what's, you know, what really is, is God's way to work in your heart and your life. But I think I almost took that to the to the extreme of it becoming more of a legalistic type thing, you mm-hmm. know, that it was just checking the box and got it done. I know that this was, you know, you know, cross mm-hmm. it off the list. Yeah. Um, but I think what really transformed um, that in my life um, from just being something I crossed off the list um, to something that I actually saw life change taking place. Um, was when I did it in the context of community and, mm-hmm. and, and sharing with other people, you know, what God's doing through our time in the word, maybe walking through scripture together with other people and truly seeing the life change happen because of reading God's word and, and, and imprinting in my heart, whether through scripture memory, through hearing how he's working mm-hmm. other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing really, I mean, it's just having a plan. Um, for me, I mean, I'm, I can be a disciplined, disciplined person, but I have to be, you know, I have to just decide, you know, the morning before or the day before I I will, you know, I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to Mm -hmm. read this. Even this is the place I'm going to read. Having a plan, whether you're plan oriented or not. I know that I default to being plan oriented, (laughs) so maybe it's a little easier for me. But even if you aren't like that, I think with something as important as Bible reading, I think that that's that's just something you have to do. You know, whether it's a book of the Bible you're going to go through, people you're going to walk with it, um, you know, read something with someone else. Um, but yeah, having a plan, I think is, it's essential, um, mm-hmm. truly to, to having it be a practice. That's a regular thing in your life. Mm, that's so true. And I love that we have a plan that goes along with this masterclass series totally. and the study of Romans. And you've been such an integral part of the planning process mm-hmm. of putting together masterclass. You have a lot of the behind the scenes, planning mm-hmm. the series, the journal, the, you know, the scripture memorization, the social media posts and, and all of the things that are kind of helping build community and everybody kind of doing this together. Right. Yeah. Um, and I love all of those pieces. And I do feel like as a church and even as a community, that we are doing this Roman series together. Yes. And so we have that personal aspect where we have that community aspect right. for you. I want to know on the personal side, yeah. as we were, as masterclass was approaching, we were stepping into it, or even as we've been into these first few weeks of it, what's been the most exciting part for you? Yeah, I, I think looking at Romans, you're going to like, this is a good book of the Bible, but it's also hard and a little confusing and I'm not really sure what this word means. Yes. Um, <laughs> to start Googling stuff. thought that was just me. Okay, yeah, no. good. <laughs> so, but I think, I think what I, again, kind of default to, I, I will read like an entire chapter of a book of the Bible, like in my Bible reading time um, or two chapters or whatever, but just having the, like the bite-sized pieces of scripture that we're reading on a regular basis, I think that was what I was most excited about, you know, not only hearing from it from one of our teaching pastors um, each week, but also getting to do that on your own, you know, in, in like 
breaking down three, four, five verses and really meditating on them, praying through them, memorizing Mm -hmm. them, I think has been the most exciting part because I've seen God like really teaching me something new about one particular verse that I may have read multiple times, many different times in my life. So I think that's been the coolest thing to see, you know, um, what God's been working on in my own life through passages that may be familiar, some that are less familiar. Um, but yeah, I think that's been that's been pretty fun to see. I love the um, the passages you talk about, like pulling out, you know, different passages and kind of really meditating on those. When we look at, and it's so intentional, and I had no part in this, somebody did, but pulling <laughs> out which passages we were going to yes. focus on memorizing. And when you look at all of them as a whole, if you walk through that process, you memorize those, you are ready to share the gospel with whoever God places in front of you, Mm -hmm. whether you have that phone app or you have your Bible right there, you Mm -hmm. have it memorized, you have it in your heart and are ready to go um, when God prompts that. Yeah, that's right. Because it's not only for your own um, your own spiritual growth, though it's very, very helpful, you know, to have God's word to to recall it as you're walking through something. But it's also as you're, you know, encouraging someone else, giving them wisdom, whatever it may be, um, being able to have that, you know, right off a of memory so that you can encourage them with with the gospel or share the gospel with a non-believer. I totally agree. I think it's it's so important. Yeah, so good. Right, right. So let's zoom in a little bit and talk about, you know, these last couple of weeks we've been covering Romans chapters eight and nine. And um, Chloe, if you had to summarize those chapters for our listeners, what would you say? Okay, so chapters eight and nine, I kind of break it down into three different phrases, because to me that always helps is to have like a main idea, either of a chapter of a section of verses. And so the first chunk of Romans 8, to me, like the phrase that's, that stuck out was choose the spirit. So it's mm-hmm. that it's like contradicting the flesh versus the spirit. And so and, and even Romans 7 talks about that yeah. quite a bit, too, you know, how the world is going to throw these like desires um, at you. And that's what your natural flesh is going to want. But how Paul is ch- challenging us to choose the spirit time and time again, and how it's not going to be all sunshine and roses. It's going to bring suffering at times, but that it's so worth it. Um, so that's that's the first part of Romans 8 in my mind. The second part, which is, I think, one of the most powerful pieces in all of scripture, in my opinion, um, is Romans 8. 18 through 39. And that phrase that came to mind is trust God's promises. Because mm. as you read that part, I mean, there's so many powerful promises of the Lord. Time, time again, as you're reading through that, you know, things like, and we know in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Other things like God is for us and that he will never leave us, that we're more of, more than conquerors because we're children of him and that nothing can separate us from his love. And how those are just promises that we can trust and cling to. And then Romans 9, when it comes to that, there are some theological ideas and questions in here, and I'm no theologian, but <laughs> the phrase that came to mind is rest in God's control. Mm. You know, there's this idea of God's sovereignty, and that's such a hard concept for us to grasp as people, you know, who are so limited in what we know or mm-hmm. can know. Um, but just as Paul uses, uses examples like Abraham, Isaac, Sarah, even when they didn't fully understand what God was doing in their lives, they could trust in God's control, and then so can we. So in my mind, those are kind of the three yeah. main themes that stuck out to me. I love that. Um, and, you know, you're so right. There are so many just 
powerful foundational promises Mm -hmm. that um, are particularly in Romans 8. Um, So our memory verse for Romans 8 was verses 38 and 39. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Um, and I just, I love that so much. Um, it This is a verse that um, I used a lot when I worked with students mm-hmm. um, who just really needed to know, and we as adults need this too, mm-hmm. but I it just, um, it was something that, it doesn't, it's that idea that no matter what you have done, what has been done to you, there is literally nothing that can separate you from the love of God that is through Jesus. And um, so when you look at, at those verses, what, what do they mean to you? What, why do you think they're important? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I can't count the the amount of times that I've, like, tears have come to my eyes just Mm -hmm. reading these verses. And I think for me personally, I can struggle with feeling not good enough or inadequate um, and and feeling like either something that I've done, something that's been done to me, that is, it does cause a separation between me and Jesus, or I feel like I need to earn my way Mm -hmm. back. Um, And when I fail, it can be that sense of shame. Um, Just trying to overcome that can be just so hard. So clinging to a passage like this one and just knowing that there is literally nothing, none of my failures, none of my inadequacies, nothing that I have done wrong or what, you know, how other people have hurt me, that will never separate me from Mm -hmm. God's love for me. And so I think that's just something that, again, yeah, if you're a student, I think that's a, it's a very essential thing to learn as, um, you know, as you're learning more and more about Jesus Mm -hmm. and growing in your faith. I think even as you grow into adulthood, as women, as as moms, as wives, as friends, as daughters, you know, whatever your role is, you can always feel like you're some, I mean, sometimes falling short um, and knowing that that's, that's not how God sees us. Right. You know, he sees us as um, his children that he loves and that there's nothing that can separate us from his right. love. And I think too, um, especially in this world today where there's so much chaos and there's so much going on um, and you see people sort of operating, it's easy to get in that state of fear right and so a verse like this can really bring it back to Mm -hmm. god is in control Mm -hmm. this is his promise for us and we can trust him so yeah i I think that's really good Mm. let's go to um chapter nine and our passages for chapter nine are come from 15 and 16 says this for he says to moses i will have mercy on whom i have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not therefore depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. What do, what do these two verses um, mean to you? Hmm. Yeah, I actually went back and, and looked at where in the Bible um, this this reference to Moses was, where it says he says to Moses at the beginning of of verse 15, and it was in Exodus 33, and Moses was pleading on the Israelites' behalf that he would please, like, please God, show the people mercy. And then this was God's response, that I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. Mm -hmm. 
And to me, this just it shows his exact character that he's perfectly just, but he's also perfectly merciful. And that's what he does in our lives exactly according to his sovereign plan. You know, so I look at my own life and I think about the times that I've pleaded with God on behalf of myself or someone else. And it can be confusing if you get a no or a wait and, you know, you can be mad or even feel shameful. Is it something that I did? Um, but I think that that's what Paul is saying in verse 16 too, that it's not about our character, our actions, our attitudes. It's about God and his perfect character. It's not about, you know, our, it's not dependent on our human desire or effort, but simply because God is perfectly merciful and his character Mm -hmm. will never change um, whether our circumstances are what we would like them to be or not. So I think that that's just, it's such an encouragement to me too, to know that it's, it's just not about what I do. It's about who God is and what he's already done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is so incredible because we are all over the place, right? Oh, yeah. We are all You're over the place. <laughs> yes. his, his promises are, they stand true. Right. And so his promises don't waver depending on how we're feeling mm-hmm. or what our circumstances look like. His 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 promises are always true. Totally. Uh, so much goodness hmm. um, in all of Romans, but yes. really in <laughs> these chapters eight and nine, I really um, I really love focusing on the promises, and I love that you broke down those three um, in chapter eight as hmm. well. Um, what else, Chloe? Anything else that any any other thoughts that you have on? in these particular chapters that we've talked about today? Um, Not necessarily. I think just um, the only thing I would encourage whoever's listening um, is just talking. I mean, as we talk about the scripture memory verses Mm -hmm. specifically, um, is to find those verses that really, you know, as you're reading through chapter eight or chapter nine, I mean, I even think about the, the end of chapter eight, all those promises that we can cling to. I've like just journaled through each of those, you know, whether it's in a season of, of doubt or just you got a lot going on, you just need to stop for a minute and remind yourself of who God is and what he's done. And that's something that I've been doing. Um, we, we ask those questions, you know, um, as a church family um, about what does it say about God? What does it say about man? What does it say about, you know, how that applies to our life? Um, and so I think actually asking those questions as we're walking through these different chapters has been so beneficial to me, you know, starting with what does this say about God's character and who he is and what he's done for us? I think it's just, yeah, it's something that I would encourage other people to do. Um, and if it's, whether it's a scripture memory verse that we're encouraging people to memorize or it's just a different promise, I think that these, these two chapters specifically have so many different things to, to cling to. Right. And I think um, there's just so, so many nuggets of truth that yeah. we um, can can meditate on and it just gives us that opportunity to remember what his promises are. So I just love that. Mm-hmm. Chloe, thank you so much for being here today. And ladies, thank you for listening to our As You Go summer series on the Book of Romans. If you are interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app, follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. As You Go podcast is a part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in.